0: If you haven't Live from the, the
1: capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN.
2: Welcome to the second hour of the Sports Huddle on a Thursday afternoon. Bob Black with you here. Sean Robertson from CBS 6, co-hosting on a Thursday. Going to stick around at least through this next segment before he's got to get to the studio and get on the air tonight, but he certainly wants to ask some questions of our first guest here in the 5 o'clock hour, so we'll get right into it. He is the baseball columnist for USA Today. Bob Nightingale covering Major League Baseball. We've had him on before in the past. First time this season, I think, so it'll be great to catch up with him, get some national perspective on what's happening um, in the baseball world. Bob, thank you for joining us this afternoon. How are you?
3: Yeah, doing great, thanks.
2: So let me pick up where we kind of left off in the 4 o'clock hours. We talked a lot of baseball, but we are an affiliate of the Atlanta Braves and happy to be so considering how good they are right now. And I pose this question in the in the 4 o'clock hour. Is this a generational team that we are a team for the ages? I know there's still a second half of the season to go and a very important postseason. But, Bob, everything that they're doing, I mean, how good is this team?
3: Wow. I mean, it reminds you of, you know, back in the heyday when they won the 14th great division titles. Uh, you know, they set themselves up when you judge them whether they win a World Series or not. I mean, it was a, uh, you yeah, they've been a good team for so long. They just won the World Series a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, but I, I think that they're so good that now it's almost like we'll see whether there's a World Series flag. You know, we'll go at the Houston Astros. They've had such a great run. Yeah, they got a couple World Series, and I think we'll be able to judge this Atlanta team depending on whether they win it all or not.
0: Who in the National League, Bob, do you think can derail them from getting to the World Series?
3: Uh, yeah, nobody jumps out. It's not like the American League; there's a few teams that think can knock off the race, how good they are. When you you look at the National League, you know you got the. Uh, the Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers, uh, Diamondbacks, Giants, I don't think those three are, are as good as Atlanta. Certainly no in the Central. In the East, you know, hey, if the, uh, if the Mets get in, they get a shot. Uh, Phillies can get a shot. I don't think the Marlins do. But I, I would think the uh, South Atlanta would be prohibitive favorite.
2: Mm-hmm. He did say the Phillies. He did. You did say the Phillies <laughs> and the Mets who are starting to make some noise for the first time this year, right?
3: Yeah, I'm much in the Mets now, and uh, you know, under the heat of July, it's so, a short month so far. Yeah, I mean they're trying to put things together. Uh, you know, again some uh, you know, big timely hits. We'll see what happens. Uh, and, you know, obviously, they're just focused again in a wild card spot, trying to get in. But look at Philadelphia last year; they barely got in. We're just you know two wins away from getting World Series. I, I
0: wanted to talk. Talk briefly about that, about the Braves. because You mentioned, you know, this is going, and Bob mentioned it as well, six straight divisional championships they're going after. they In the previous years, they had that 14 straight run. But then they hit a period where they were struggling, and then they started to, they, they rebuilt the farm system, they rebuilt the roster, and they will be able to get back to where they were. How, I mean, when you look at how where they were a few years ago to where they were now, how much credit goes to the front office? How much credit goes to the manager? How much credit kind of goes to the players that they selected th- to produce for them to be back to a position where it's either we got to win the World Series or the season is considered uh, a disappointment? Well, as the front office has a great
3: to do with it, you know, I mean, Alfontoblas, you know, one of the uh, best teams in the game right now, you know, great architect. Uh, John Coppola, for all his faults, certainly built that team into a, uh, a championship team. And, you know, it's a steady guy, almost like a, our modern-day version of Bobby Cox in, in Brian Snicker. So, you know, all those guys. Obviously, got to hit right, and you got to have the players make up. The guys love playing there so much. Uh, they're all good guys. And that's how you see guys like, you know, Freddie Freeman and uh, Danzy Swanson, just heartbroken when they have to leave.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey Bob, you mentioned you're watching the Mets right now. Are you in? Are you in San Diego watching the Mets-Padres series this week? Uh,
3: no, right now I'm in uh, Phoenix, so it's the Mets and the uh, Diamondbacks.
2: Oh, Mets and Diamondbacks. That's right. They go to they go to San Diego. Yeah, they go to, they San, go to, yeah, go to San Diego. San uh,
3: Diego. Yeah, tonight for a weekend series, before the All-Star game,
2: which might be a battle of the two most underachieving teams in the National League right now between the Mets and the Padres. What do you, What do you think the feel in San Diego is these days? We talked about the Mets a little bit, but San Diego certainly didn't expect to be where they are, considering all the moves they've made the last couple of years.
3: No, I mean, uh, if, if the Mets win tonight, they have identical records. But I, uh, no, absolutely. I mean, I think if the Padres don't make the playoffs, I'm going to go down as the most underachieving team in baseball history. 11 mm, uh, wow. All-Stars. I mean, they were, you know, built the World Series or bust. So much talent. I and mean, the Mets have talent, too. A bigger payroll. But just it seemed like the, uh, the Padres were just, you know, set to dominate the division and everything else and just kind of imploded. Uh, you know, they swept the Angels first three-game sweep of the series. I'm the season, but something's wrong there. They shouldn't be that bad, that mediocre of a team. Uh, something's got to be wrong in that playoff
2: Well, while we're talking West Coast teams, I know teams don't feel sorry for other teams or fans don't when they have injuries, but what is kind of your um, sympathy or empathy level for the Los Angeles Angels, for what's happened with the Shohei Ohtani blister. I know he's still hitting, but not, not pitching for the moment. And obviously the injury to Mike Trout, and Rendon hits a foul ball off his leg, and, and he's out. These are their superstars. They just seem so snake bit.
3: Yeah, Trout's such a big loss. He was having a nice, solid season, a uh, very good season. And, you know, he protects Ohtani. Rendon, I mean, you can argue, it's one of the you know, worst contracts in baseball history, certainly. Uh, might be the worst contract in baseball now. He just has not performed and been hurt uh, time after time for the Angels. So yeah, so many injuries. are built to win now. I still think they keep Otani through the year and you know kind of pray he stays there. I think they know that if they trade him away, there's no there's no chance of him
0: coming back. So he answered my question because I was going to ask did Otani <laughs> <laughs> last the rest of the year, and he said he was he will remain an Angel. So let's go to the AL East. And with the two teams right now that have played really good in that division, and that's the Rays and also the O's, who I think another rebuilding process that are, you know coming up again, uh, doing it the right way. And those have been the two teams in that division that have, have really been playing excellent baseball throughout the course of the year.
3: Yeah, I mean the Orioles, you know, their their GM was with the Astro organization, so Carbon Copy, where they've completely gutted that team. Yeah, you know, we lose them. You know, 110 games a year for three straight, four straight years, like they were. And now it's a, it's the Can get better and better. I mean, I think if anybody has a chance to knock off the Rays in that AL East, it's the Orioles. The Orioles only. But so they should be, uh, you know, small payroll under 100 million. So they should be around for a while. That's it's fun team to, fun team to watch. A lot of great uh, young players.
2: Hey, Bob, we'll finish up with you. Bob Nightingale from USA Today, baseball is visiting with us on the sports huddle this afternoon. Uh, How much fun is baseball to watch? Just generally speaking right now, so much chatter in spring training and when the year got started about the new rules and just the impact you think that has now a half year in. Not to mention, you know, the teams that we talked about, pleasant surprises like Cincinnati, Baltimore doing well, and some of the young star players in baseball. Where is kind of... Where's kind of baseball ad if you were given some time here to, to do a state of the union of Major League Baseball?
3: Well, I think it's fun to see these uh, young teams. A lot of them are cheap teams, too, hmm. doing so well. I mean, look at the teams, uh, you know, like you mentioned, you know, Baltimore, Cincinnati, uh, Arizona. Uh, these teams have small payrolls, doing things right, and they're uh, uh, fun to watch. So. Uh, I, I, I think baseball, especially with stolen bases, I mean, what the Kunas doing, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if people if realize uh, nationally what special year it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, he's,
3: got, he's got a chance to go 20 and 80. He's 40 and
4: 80. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Oh, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Uh, echo those sentiments for sure. Bob, thanks so much for the time this afternoon. Enjoy your time out there, and hopefully, we'll catch up with you during the second half of the season and the postseason.
3: All right. Look forward to it. Thank you, guys.
2: Bob okay, Nightingale right. from the USA Today baseball columnist with us on the sports huddle uh, this afternoon. Um, had a couple of powerful things to say in there. The
0: Padres would be the most the, underachieving team in ever, history.
2: Right? Wow. And, and Anthony Rendon might be the worst contract ever Whew. in Major League Baseball. He's been so injury prone that, since, that's, then, that's, since, yeah. since he left Washington.
0: That's a tough one. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, it's probably up there with probably the A-Rod contract in Texas. Yeah. And there's those probably the two that stick out with me is is the Rendon contract and definitely the Arod yeah. contract. But the Padres most underachieving team in baseball history. That was history. a <laughs>
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah, we'll have to go back a little bit and see who else might Man. fit in that category. And look, I, I hate to be the um, the old guy, get off my lawn. Yeah. But this stolen base thing for Acuna or whomever, the rules have just changed so much to favor the base runner. That I hate to say, we need to put an asterisk next to oh, it because oh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a believer in the asterisk thing. Oh, wow. For home runs or, any, but it's just so manufactured and so fabricated and so much of an advantage for the runner. Ah, I know it's great and all. I, I don't know. He's no Ricky Henderson. I. Tell He's you. no Ricky Henderson. I'm the greatest yes. of all time. Hold the base over your head. Anyway, so I. I I'll throw the wet washcloth on that wow. one a little bit. And and other guys have significant numbers of stolen bases, yeah. not as many as he does because he's getting on so much because right. he's such a great hitter right. and he's stealing every time. But the advantage is so much to the runner now. That's true. Between the pickoff moves, the you know the clock, the, the clock, yeah. the bigger base probably even helps him a little Maybe. bit. I don't think that's been that big of a deal, but it, a little bit probably.
0: But on to, some bang bang plays. But to hear somebody say he could get forty eighty.
2: That yeah. is impressive. That's why I was like, no asterisk is <laughs> yeah. needed. I mean, he's getting on base at time, yeah. which And he's a great player, obviously. But I don't know. First, we we're talking about 40-40. Now we're talking about 40-80. And, yeah, and I do like it. I mean, there's more action in the game. I do like I it.
0: Think that's been the biggest thing because yeah. that had been really not talked. That aspect of the game had really not been talked yep. about in a while. And now when you get a guy, like you said, his on-base percentage is probably through the roof. He's His, average, his batting average is good. He's yep. hitting for power. He's creating – uh, I won't say havoc, but he's creating chaos hey, uh, no, when no. he gets when he gets <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> when he gets on the uh, on the base pass and it, and it and it helps out the rest of that lineup. So that, that's yeah. Uh, He's got to be in the MVP conversation, oh, well, I would that, think, that, too. He might the be NFL. the leading candidate it, yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah
2: no, no doubt. Uh, all right, some baseball fun today. Bob Nightingale, <laughs> sorry about a little bit of a technical issue with him there. I don't know where he was. Airport, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I thought he was going to the game again Getting tonight, the rental car, maybe? maybe, maybe go, get, go I don't know. <laughs> so that, that was a little tough. And then Chelsea James in the first time. All right, before you go, I know you got to run, run yes. out the door. But what is this Victor Wembayama uh, deal here with Britney Spears and the security person? And Britney got like slapped across the face going for an autograph she was going for an autograph it seems like or at least to
0: say hello man britney that 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 star has fallen when britney is getting slapped by the security people for victor wimby hadn't played a game yet not even (laughs) in the summer league and security is saying back off to Britney
4: Spears, so Oops, apparently she won't be doing that again. Yeah, apparently. Man, what? AJ, AJ's in there
2: with Lewis today. Uh, they're, they're getting this story for us. They're yeah. digging on this on this uh, on this pop culture story here. So
0: what was she doing? Was she getting so an audio? She was
2: having dinner at a hotel havin- restaurant, and Victor Wembayama walked in with his security detail, and she wanted to go meet him. And the she's Britney at- Spears. Why can't she oh, right. go meet him? She started to approach him. She didn't like right. touch him or do anything. So and the that- security guy apparently. So either that back tells me
0: that the security guy was a little too young, not to know who Britney was, <laughs> or Britney became a groupie and was like, oh, I'm going after Victor because I'm Britney Spears, and the security guy stuck his chest out and said, ain't gonna happen, here at the restaurant. <laughs> oh my god! I wonder how that's gonna be.
2: So apparently the security, I think you're probably right, because the security guy went back over to her table and apologized. Ah,
0: see? And he didn't she, know. At he the didn't time,
2: know. she accepted the apology. But when she got back to her room and her manager and her lawyer and everybody said, wait, wait, wait a minute. So apparently they filed like a police report. Really? They did, oh. yes. They, they filed. And get this, I'm reading this story. It's probably on TMZ or whatever. Oh, yeah, TMZ. I don't know. Yeah, t- how, how can this possibly be, Sean? You being a TV guy and in the era that we live in now, there is no video of the incident at this time. I can't oh, believe it. Oh, come that. on. There's got to be video. Be-
0: it's going to pop up eventually. There's- it says, though it appears likely there will be some footage from the hotel security. Cameras. I was going to say the security, <laughs> and there's somebody in the restaurant that got video of this. Oh, and they probably was just so shocked that it happened so quickly they couldn't get their phone out. But there's video coming.
2: I agree. It's gonna happen. You'll see it on Inside Edition or Entertainment she Tonight. She got a little
0: embarrassed and then it became uh, well, Oh, I'm Britney Spears. He don't need he he okay, shouldn't okay. be doing it yeah. and then filed the police. Come on, Britney. Yeah. He apologized, accepted, move on. You know, you're well, not you're not Taylor Swift, okay?
2: This is not this <laughs> is Ooh, not m- them's. That's trash <laughs> talking. Their That's fine. I'm yeah, just saying how about
0: that one. You know, she's not Taylor Swift anymore. You know, so you know, get off she's that high horse. Yesterday's ho- news. Yes, yes, get off the high horse just a little bit, just a little bit, Brittany. <laughs> well, that's a
2: uh, high watermark for us to finish with you this afternoon. <laughs> We'll, we give go, it to you
0: from every aspect. Yes, we do.
2: Go, go make the trek to Channel 6, yeah, and, and we'll, over be, there. we'll be watching you about 12 minutes. Got to get my six. charter.
0: Where's the charter? The Where's charter? the Learjet? Yeah. It's, it's the one with the wheels. <laughs> with the wheels. We- yeah. Yes. <laughs> with the big six with on it. With the tires. <laughs> and the big six. At least you got that. <laughs> yes. People see you coming down to that. They, they station. They know. Oh, that's six. What, yeah. what is he doing? Yeah. They that.
2: got sports at that channel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got sports on that station. <laughs> Those other channels. We're watching six for the sports. There you go. Thank you, Sean. Have a great evening. We'll catch you there
0: Probably next week from
2: colonial downs we Ooh, start to make that drive out there to colonial yeah, downs. Okay. It'll, it'll be fun okay. it'll be good all right thank you Sean. all right all right uh 517 on the sports auto here's where we're headed for the rest of this afternoon's show
1: these are this afternoon's top sports stories <laughs> i'm sure you'll be fascinated by all the uh, stories you have to tell this is today's drive home headlines
2: too many producers in the producer's booth spoil the broth. My man Lewis was flying solo, perfectly smooth flight. My guy AJ walks in there. and We got to buckle up the seat belts because we got turbulence all over the place. He's all gaga over, not gaga, but... Uh, Britney Spears and, and Cuckoo and and uh, Taylor Swift and all that.
4: Don't make me call Wimbiama's security. <laughs> yeah
2: right. I'm back it off. I'm, I'm back, back he's the Sean Robertson now if he wants an That's autograph. Too, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my, it is a feel-good Thursday. Anyway, Drive Home Headlines brought to you by James River Air. If you're not confident in your heating and cooling provider, switch to James River Air, save up to 30%. Check them out online at jamesriverair.com. Reds and Nationals are 3-3, bottom of the eighth, after a pretty lengthy rain delay in D.C. The sun is shining now, and they've actually got a pretty good game going this afternoon. Uh, 3-3, that game in the bottom of the eighth. Reds and Nationals. Reds are going for the sweep. The first place Reds this afternoon already today the Tigers blanked the Athletics um, nine to nothing final in that one in Detroit the Brewers the team I do think can catch the Reds in the Central they knocked off the Cubs today by a score of six to five in Milwaukee Blue Jays and White Sox are playing a doubleheader they got rained out last night that game is just getting underway first of two in Chicago the um, uh, Braves are off. Uh, tonight, they start a series in Tampa Bay, a big one tomorrow night, uh, which you'll hear here on 1061 ESPN. And the Orioles and Yankees wrap up their four-game series in New York. Baltimore won yesterday. Yankees took the first two in that series. They wrap it up tonight at 7.05. All right, we are free the rest of the way, so we'll open up the lines. Uh would love for you to interact with us, 804-327-0888. That's our on-air number and also our text line, 327-0888. Sean is heading out the door. We're heading to a break. We will be back. He won't today. You can find him on Channel 6 at 6 o'clock on their newscast. Back with more of the Sports Edit 1061
1: ESPN. We give you guys so much. Oh, the boys of summer are doing their thing in the ATL. One of the most exciting seasons ever. Stay on top of every Braves game here on 1061 ESPN Regimen. All right,
2: 523 on the sports huddle on a Thursday afternoon. Sean's on his way out the building heading to uh, Channel 6. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed our baseball talk today. We'll try and steer it in a couple of other directions moving forward because uh, we did talk a lot of baseball today with Chelsea James from the Washington Post and then Bob Nightingale um, from, from USA Today. And, and heck, why not? We're just coming off of the 4th of July weekend if you're ever going to talk Baseball, that's probably the time to do it. And we are heading to the All-Star break, which occurs after play on Sunday. They've got the Futures game out there in Seattle over the weekend. The Major League Baseball draft is this weekend as well. I'm really glad they moved that. I guess I am going to do a little bit more baseball. Talk. I hate AJ here he, he's on the headset now okay i was waiting on you maybe i'll hold you off till 5 30 you still gonna be here is it your quitting time is it already your happy hour time
4: i'm just a ghost baby just a ghost Moving are you gonna be a ghost at 5 30 i or? can be here at 5 30 all right yeah i want
2: to i've got some questions for you you know I'm, i've missed having you here are you working tomorrow or i will be all right we're out at the anthony harris uh, football camp Tomorrow, both Matt and I will be down there at at, uh, L.C. Bird. Looking forward to that, meeting all the youngsters who will be out there getting some football and life lessons tomorrow afternoon. So we'll do that uh, from 3 to 6. Matt with border to border from 3 to 4, and then I'll be out there from uh, 4 until 6 as well, Um, which totally uh, took me off my train of thought here for what I was going to mention on the baseball front. Oh, the All-Star game and uh, the Futures game and the draft which you know not too long ago the draft used to occur like during the NCA baseball tournament like as they got to the college world series which i thought was terribly unfair for those teams for the colleges and all of that when those guys obviously were were more interested in where they were going to be making a dollar moving forward and who was going to draft them and that sort of thing so baseball wised up and moved it to part of the all-star week the all-star break is much longer than it used to be now teams now don't play until friday um in in major league baseball so they get a nice little break before we get to the second half we've talked about the all-star game um itself and the fact that the Atlanta Braves have so many guys going with eight guys going to the uh to the all-star game which is is pretty pretty crazy uh, to say the least and then even before the all-star game you got the old home run derby which I actually like I'm not a big power ball guy. Like, I like small ball. That's why I'm glad there's all these stolen bases and base running and no shifts anymore, and and we're seeing a little bit of hit and run, even some bunts. I'm seeing a few more bunts in this day and age, so all of that. But I do kind of like the way they have finally formatted the home run derby. And, you know, you got some of the star players. Uh, Pete Alonso's going to be in it. Julio Rodriguez, they, they matched up last year. They're going to be in it. Mookie Betts, uh, Vlad Guerrero. Is in it? Uh, I love the idea that Adley Rutschman, the young catcher of the Baltimore Orioles, is going to do it. Now he will be the heaviest of all the underdogs. He's only hit 11 home runs this year, so he's he's certainly got the fewest. But I think that's great. One of their up and coming guys, a guy you're going to see in a lot of All Star games. uh, He's going to be in it. Randy Arozarena from the uh, from Tampa Bay. He's going to be in it. So I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be cool. I'll, I'll watch it. Maybe not every swing. And intently, but I will watch, and then I do like watching the All Star Game. Although, as I was talking about yesterday, um, you know, so many of the, the star players that won't be there, primarily because of injury, uh, does take a little luster, I would say, off of the All Star Game. And then, you know, a guy like Shohei Otani, who hopefully, since he's still batting now, even with that blister, he's not pitching. Um, so he won't pitch in the All-Star game, but hopefully he'll still be there as the DH. He's DHing right now for the Angels even through that little blister injury. Won't pitch again until after the All-Star break. So, um, And Mike Trout, of course, won't be there. Clayton Kershaw is on the aisle. He won't be there as well. But it'll still be a, a good experience and a break from baseball for a few days next week before they get it going for the set, the ceremonial second half of the year. Most teams have already completed their first uh Eighty games, eighty-one games of the season. All right, before we get to the bottom of the hour, yeah, let me get to the phones. Thank you guys. Lois, AJ in our um producer's room. Uh Reggie, you just missed Sean this afternoon. You're timing a little bit off today. You're stuck with me.
5: Well, I'm sorry, but I had to take care of a personal matter. Um Got to take do care of the queen, the wife. So <laughs> time becomes first. You
2: know your priorities, <laughs> Reggie.
5: Hey, how are you 65 years old being a fool?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, come on. You're not. No way. You're not but 45, right? 65 is the new 45 anyway.
5: No. (laughs) When I get up in the morning, I know I'm 65. (laughs)
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's the litmus (laughs) test right there. Get out of bed and and go from there. That's a good sign.
5: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, but, Bob, real quick, when it comes to these podcasts versus radio stations, Mm -hmm. it seems like It's a war going on with the big layoff with your network that we're talking to now. Mm -hmm. And then you have people with podcasts coming in talking about, hey, how are we going to change things? What's the future of radio and sports talk?
2: That is a a great, great point, Reggie. It really is. Because that's the avenue that a lot of these people will take. Because you don't need much to do a podcast, right? You just need something to record it on. And and Now, a lot of them are better produced than others, and a lot of the really good ones literally have a producer for whoever the host or the talent might be, and they sound really slick, and they sound really good. Now, I don't know how they make their money off of them. I mean, I don't think they're making money with number of clicks that listen. they got to get some advertisers, but you're absolutely right, and and a lot of people love the podcast because you can listen to them whenever you want, in your car, wherever you want, and I do think that is competition for talk radio, not just sports talk radio, but just talk radio, you know, just general, you know, politics, general news, whatever the topic might, I do think that's competition. Absolutely. That's a great point, Reggie. And I wonder how many of these ESPN uh, talent folks that lost their jobs will go in that direction.
5: Yeah, really. And real quick with the Columbia Athletic Association, I believe there's no kind of A&T in Hampton coming in in football this year.
2: Yeah. Hampton was in last year, North Carolina A&T and Campbell Both came in as of July 1, and I think they'll both have pretty representative uh, football programs. In fact, I was just watching an interview today with Campbell's head coach uh, that the CAA put up there, that Carly Smith did a great job with the interview, uh, put up there, and they went out, Campbell, and they've signed like 26 FBS transfers.
3: Whoa, 26 dang. FPS. Tra- <laughs>
2: Campbell's serious about this thing coming to the CAA. Um, so look, <laughs> look out for the fighting camels down there in Buies Creek, North Carolina
5: dog, good fishing. Will they be allowed to play for the championship
2: or yes. do they have to sit out of Nope, they are full members, they are ready to go. They were already FCS teams, so they're not like moving up a level. The conference is better, we would like to say, in the CAA. Oh, but yeah. yes, they're 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 eligible for conference championship, playoffs, all of that. Yes. Yes.
5: I I just wish Red Tate and the T Man
2: too. Yeah, yeah, man, both of I them. Me too. You, you nailed the that man. one too, Reggie. You did. <laughs> you did. Boy, you brought up a great topic too. That whole podcast versus talk radio, and uh, and you know yeah. now now yeah. I want to fight for my guys in radio because that's what I do. But remember, yeah, all yeah. of our shows go up online and we archive all of them. Right, AJ? We archive archive all of our shows, Uh so you you can listen to them whenever you want. So that's like having a podcast.
4: It's technically (laughs) called podcast on our ESPN website. So
2: there you go. So we have our podcast. So, yeah, yeah you so can get that's uh, isolated. That's why I play it back well. so I can
5: hear Bruce's ridiculous comments. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. You can go back and I'm listen sorry. to it. I just had to. I'm you sorry. did. Keep doing it. Keep keep throwing those uh, figurative <laughs> knives in the back of Bruce. Oh, I love that sinister laugh, enough, too. Sir. I love that sinister <laughs> laugh. All right, Reggie. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. All right. Yes, sir. All right. See you, Reg. Um, wow. What a great catch in right field <laughs> by the Reds. Uh, As C.J. Abrams, one of the Nationals' young up-and-coming stars, almost just won the game in the bottom of the ninth inning. Instead, it's a runner at second with two outs in a 3-3 game. That was a heck of a play. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll come back for the last half hour of uh, what has been a heck of a show, uh, the Sports Huddle, which you can listen to via podcast at ESPNRichmond.com. Back after the break, 1061 ESPN.
1: Their sixth straight division crown. Don't miss a moment of their pursuit here on the exclusive home for the Atlanta Braves, 1061 ESPN Richmond.
2: By the way, it was Nick Senzel in right field for the Cincinnati Reds who made that catch on the line drive hit by C.J. Abrams back to the wall that could have won the game in the bottom of the ninth for Washington. But that's just kind of the year it's been for the Nationals. Made the catch, got out of the inning. They're going extra innings. 3-3 into the top of the 10th Cincinnati and Washington all right 804-327-0888 sports huddle Bob Black with the ear Sean Robertson has departed catch him on CBS 6 on the six o'clock news tonight he's got the uh, sports anchoring duties this evening about 6 20 or so uh, all right I want to spend a couple minutes here before we, we run out of time AJ's been kind of hanging around today Lewis has done a great job producing uh, both border to border and the sports huddle yesterday and today but when I last Saw you, AJ, before we broke for the 4th of July, you were all about the kickers and heading out to the kickers game over uh, the 4th of July weekend. There were like 6,000 people out there. Were you one of them? Did you get there or not?
4: I was not. Right. I had prior engagements, unfortunately. I did watch it over uh, stream, though.
2: Huh. They won 2-0. Two 2-0, two
4: sorry. Let me
2: get that right. Right, they had fireworks.
4: Yep, they had fireworks. They had two nil. One of those nils or one of those twos was a nil. Nil and Emiliano killed it. (laughs) Oh, good one. Yeah, I messed. I messed. I messed. I messed the star of the entire league's name up last week, (laughs) and uh, they were about to roast me.
2: Wow, but that—that's. I mean, between the squirrels and the kickers. That's pretty darn good over 4th of July, right? 6,000? I don't think they're seating much more than that in the reconfigured city stadium because they don't use that one side, that horrible side for no. seats over there. So it's just the one side. And so you can't get too many more than that in there. And then they had a sellout for the squirrels at the Diamond. Well, you good know work, Richmond.
4: You know what's funny? I always stand at the top left. I don't even sit in the stands. Yeah. I, I'm too much. Everybody... Again, there's a lot of kicker fans down there, and they enjoy each other and whatever. That's not me, man. I am all the way in the corner analyzing every move, every setup. I, I'm that guy, and so I have to stay in the corner because I'm pretty annoying. Wow.
2: I like that. That's good. You're into it. A lot of their fans are into it like that, and they're having a good year, right? They're battling it out in... Uh what is it? USL 1, right? Yeah, yep. yep.
4: We're we're currently fourth yep. behind Ford Madison, who is a big rival.
2: Yep, right ahead of them, right? Uh, we're I'm looking by- at the points. 24 for the Kickers, Forward Madison 25.
4: Yeah, we're behind, but we're only 2 games back and we've got a long stretch and we play a lot of these teams. Things are looking good. We're turning the corner as uh as Coach said, Emiliano really jumps out in the summer. This is his time to start nailing goals. I, I foresee us climbing those ranks better than the Mets will. Uh, although, the Mets right now, four in a row, going for the sweep tonight. Yes, but Bob, you know how excited I am about that? I'm telling you, the kickers, I guarantee, will climb. They're, there you go. They're, they're going to... It, I think they're going to get to number one before it's all done.
2: And they got a long. This is a long season, right? I mean, this thing goes to like the middle of October.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's so see. they got
2: they got plenty. Of time. Got, I was just scrolling down the schedule.
4: Yeah, we we got about twenty games left or so, something like that. And again, if you'll notice, a lot of the teams that we need to beat, and yeah, I things are looking good. The the we're we're scoring a lot of goals. The defense has really sort of stepped up. That goalie is a beast. Uh, this this team is really coming together. It's been very exciting,
2: um, and they're on the road, so that'll be a, a different kind of test. This Saturday night, eight o'clock at Union Omaha, and then back home on Saturday, July fifteenth, against Charlotte, Charlotte Independence, at City Stadium. So they're they're doing well. And uh, the Squirrels are doing well. Second half, boy, they, they've taken off here in the second half. They're 7-1. and one. And it started at the end of the first half because I actually went out and saw a couple of those games against Harrisburg, and the Squirrels won like the last four to finish up the first half. They were too far out uh, to get to the top in the, uh, what are they, in the Southwest, I guess, division. Uh, Richmond in the Southwest Division. That's kind of interesting, as opposed to the Northeast Division, I guess. But they're they picked up right where they left off in the first half, and they are seven and one. Had a great uh, Fourth of July at the Diamond, and finishing up at home against Bowie uh, this week. So good for the Squirrels, and good for the Kickers. AJ,
4: we're Sports Town, Bob, and that means something coming from me. I've been in almost every Sports Town there is this year. I don't know what it is, but I'm very proud of Richmond. Sports
2: town and an entertainment town. And I cause I think you got a couple both of them when it comes to minor league sports. I don't know that I'm calling the kickers minor league sports, but I I get you know, and I was in minor the league sports. The best baseball. American
4: team in in the United States, the, the kickers? Yeah. The
2: yeah. best American team. Okay. <laughs> but they do come out, they do support them is my point. They want to be entertained and both the Kickers and the Squirrels know how to entertain beyond they, just the, the match or the game.
4: Exactly. There are a lot of kickers fans, thing. but there are so many more people that love to hang out and enjoy yeah. the situation, they enjoy the I'm telling it, like all of you guys if you don't care for soccer or whatever just give it a shot. Go out there both in, in the uh, the Squirrels as well. It, there's just something about the atmosphere and I think it's just you are right, the people in this town and the entertainment we provide. Both of them need new stadiums. Uh, well,
2: it all you know, comes back to that. I know we don't talk about that for the kickers, and they've done an unbelievable job with City Stadium. Because believe me, I spent many a Saturday in what was University of Richmond Stadium back in the day before they built their on-campus stadium, and it was not a good place. So and they've done as good as they can with it.
4: So I'm not going to bury any leads here. I mean, I'm not going to give away any spoilers Ooh, here. Go but ahead. There's come gonna, on. There's going to be, you know who's coming up down the pipeline, guest-wise, coming up in the next month. Or, there's going to be some big announcements Ooh, on this show, That's all would I'm going to cool. say. So okay, I'm looking some, forward to that. Some sports team has their their stuff together, I'll tell you that. Hopefully it, both
2: of them do, for crying out loud. It's about time. It ah, yeah. really, oh, That's good, good radio tease. Right there. Can't get that in a podcast for crying out loud. Only on a radio show. Stay tuned. All right. Stay tuned. One more segment to go on the sports huddle on a Thursday afternoon. Again, we're at the Anthony Harris football camp out at Elsie Bird. Uh, Tomorrow, a lot of youngsters will be out there. Uh, Matt Josephs and I will be out there as well broadcasting our show and catch up with a lot of those guys who are running that camp um, over there at Bird tomorrow afternoon. Uh, 3 to 6, border to border from 3 to 4, and the huddle from 4 to 6. All right. One more segment to go for us.
1: We'll do that right After the break, 1061 ESPN. We know it all too well, and we know the solution. Find us on stream anytime at ESPNRichmond.com and on High Heart Radio at 1061 ESPN Richmond.
2: All right, we're uh, finishing it up on a Thursday afternoon on the sports huddle. They're finishing up Reds and Nats in Washington 5 3. Cincinnati leads top of the 10th inning. They've scored twice. I was just uh, scrolling through Mark Zuckerman's Twitter feed from Nats Chat Podcast, and he has in there 10,000-something was the attendance today. Uh, smallest crowd of the year and second smallest crowd in Nats history at um, at Nats Park. I'm pretty sure that's... That's uh, what he what he reported, which makes a lot of sense. It was hot. It was muggy. They had a long rain delay. Uh, and it's the Nationals. And uh, so there you go. But it's the Reds, and they've been highly entertaining uh, to watch. So the Reds are up 5-3. They still got the bottom of the 10th to go. Of course, the Nats will start with that runner at second base and kind of see what happens there. Again, Braves are off tonight, start a series in Tampa Bay tomorrow. So we have ESPN programming um, for you the rest of um the evening. So Victor Wembayama is gonna play for the first time for the Spurs. Obviously this doesn't count, but it will be his first opportunity to put on an NBA uniform tomorrow um in a in a summer league game against the Charlotte Hornets. And that one's in Vegas, I believe, right? Yep, in, in Vegas. It's already sold out, uh which you figured it would be uh, so the NBA is thriving off of this already. Uh, Victor Wembayama will make his San Antonio Spurs debut in the summer league game. Of course, the Hornets, they drafted Brandon Miller, and he's likely to play his first game in Vegas. He played earlier this week um, when they had that summer league out in California, out in Sacramento, and – um Again, that was against the Spurs also, but Wembyana didn't play in that game. Let's see, what did uh what did Brandon Miller do? Eighteen points, five rebounds, three assists, steal on a block. Pretty good. Five of eleven from the field, three of seven from uh three point range. Now a lot more eyes will be on them tomorrow night. It'll be I assume ESPN is televising that that game. And as we said, it's in Vegas. So it's all all kind of sold out there. So um uh, that'll be interesting to watch. Um, I, I think a lot of people will be peeking in on that one to see how good, how smooth, how um, adroit he really is, how dominating a player um, he can be. And remember, it was Bruce yesterday, um, right? It was Bruce who said he would average 30 points a game. I think I was right that Bruce was said that. I don't want to put words in his mouth. But somebody said that because I I totally disagreed um, that he won't score 30 points a game. He'll score a lot, but I don't think he's going to score 30 points a game in his rookie year. He's obviously the odds-on favorite to be the rookie of the year already in the NBA. So again, um, set to make his debut tomorrow night in Vegas in uh, San Antonio's summer league game against Brandon Miller, uh, the first-round draft pick of the Charlotte Hornets. And again, it's sold out, and we'll be on ESPN tomorrow night. And it', it good for basketball, um, you know, good good for the NBA for Victor Wembayana. A um, lot of eyes will will certainly be on him. All right, let me do uh, one more check of the uh, baseball scoreboard this afternoon, and then again, we'll remind you where we're going to be tomorrow. And uh, we'll head on out for a Thursday evening. Five uh, three, Reds lead the Nats. That game going to the bottom half of the tenth inning. Blue Jays and White Sox are scoreless. Bottom of the third. That's a doubleheader in Chicago. Uh, they got rained out yesterday. Tigers blanked the A's nine nothing in Detroit this afternoon. Pounded out thirteen hits and the Brewers edged the Cubs six five. I think if anybody can catch Cincinnati and it's it's tight. It's a tight race. I do think Milwaukee has both the talent. And the experience. And you got to figure at some point, Cincinnati will probably stumble. Um, You know, this group not accustomed to being in this position and not accustomed to winning. But I do think they're in it for the long haul, the Reds. If they win this game, they'll be 10 games over 500. That's pretty impressive. But I do think the Brewers can make a run on them. I think that's it in the Central. I don't think the Cubs or the Pirates have what it takes. and, And goodness knows what's wrong with the Cardinals. Uh, they threw literally threw one away last night to the Marlins on an overthrow by the pitcher that allowed the winning run to score uh, for Miami yesterday. So St. Louis, in a world of hurt, they're like, I don't know, 16 games under five hundred, somewhere around there. Um, so I don't think they would have a chance either. So I think that's a two-team race in the Central, Cincinnati and Milwaukee. Um, man, I'll tell you what, I got a little annoyed at our guests today. All of our guests, even going back to, to Matt's, Matt's guest uh, on border to border, Wiley Ballard from the Atlanta Braves radio network. And then both Chelsea Janes and Bob Nightingale, none of them giving much love to to not only the Phils, not only my Phils, but to Miami as challengers to the Atlanta Braves. I mean, I don't think there's probably a challenger to the Braves in the National League. I'm not quite sure. Uh, certainly not in the regular season, but I think anything could happen in the postseason. Uh, and neither one of them, and I think Miami has some pretty good young talent. Um, you know that the Phillies are going to see over the weekend. That's a pretty cool series, also. In addition to the Braves and the Rays, before we get to the All Star break. So, uh, and you know, and I think Bob Nightingale he even mentioned the Mets, and he's been following the Mets here for a little bit. So I, I kind of get it. And they are they're getting better. They have won four in a row, and as I said, Verlander and Scherzer are starting to pitch like Verlander and Scherzer. Um, but man, they got a they got a long way to go, long hole, big hole to get out of. Still six games under 500, and obviously way closer to last place than they are to first place in the National League East. And they're still six and a half out of a wild card spot. And oh, by the way, the Phillies are a wild card team right now. If the postseason were to start, they've they've played really really good baseball of late. Um, it's kind of inexplicable. They've won 11 in a row on the road. Um, how does that happen? You know, I know it's baseball and home field advantage. You know, isn't what it is in the NFL or college uh, football or basketball arena, but still, um, eleven straight road games. And, and the theory always is, if you can play 500 ball on the road and then win your home games, you're going to be in good shape, and that's that's the formula. Uh, well, certainly for Atlanta, Braves are 30 and 15 at home and 28 and 13 on the road. It doesn't matter. Uh, and against I love this stat that Major League Baseball added to their website your record against teams over 500 and Atlanta's 29 and 16 Miami is 20 and 20 Phillies are only 21 and 27 even with a couple of wins over Tampa Bay the last couple of days. So come on, Miami. Come on, Philly. I don't think I can say come on, Mets. But somebody give Atlanta a little bit of a challenge in the second half of this season. All right, thanks to our guests again today, Chelsea James from the Washington Post. In the 4 o'clock hour, and Bob Nightingale from USA Today in the 5 o'clock hour. Sean Robertson was with us, first hour 15 minutes or so, before he headed over to Channel 6 to anchor sports on their 6 o'clock news, uh, co-hosting with me this afternoon. Again, tomorrow we are at the Anthony Harris football camp all afternoon long. Uh, be a lot of youngsters out there, as we said, learning football, life lessons. Anthony Harris, NFL guy with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sure he'll have some of his friends with him out there and looking forward to being a part of that border to border from 3 until 4. And the sports huddle from 4 to 6. We'll both be out there and live tomorrow afternoon. And we're all back tomorrow. That means Jamie King at uh, 7 o'clock with the Sports King. And then Big Al with Sports Phone from 8 until 10. ESPN programming middle of the day. And then Matt and I will take you home on a Friday afternoon from out there at the Anthony Harris football camp at L.C. Bird High School. Lois, great job. Back-to-back days. You have knocked it. Out of the ballpark. Well done. Uh, Even with A.J. kind of bothering you a little bit in there today. But I appreciate A.J. stopping by as well. He'll be producing for us tomorrow afternoon from out there at the Anthony Harris football camp. All right. Thank you for joining us. Have a great Thursday evening. Talk to you tomorrow with the next sports title at 4 o'clock right here on 1061 ESPN.
5: Hey Jen, sorry I'm late. I had to stop.